Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Do your homework, get a mentor, and do the deal. When I say do your homework, read. Read as, as much as you can. Go on YouTube. Get in webinars. Get on podcasts, real estate investing podcasts. Just, just broaden your knowledge as much as you can. Best ever listeners, wouldn't it be nice to have a $2 million pre-approval line of credit? Ah, just think about that. Isn't that nice? Wouldn't that be nice? How would that help you get more deals done because when you submit a pre-approval line of credit with your offer on a fix and flip house do you think it's going to stand out more i think so and our friends at fun that flip you know fun that flip matt rodak he's been on the show before many times he's a friend of mine he's also the owner of fun that flip and they're a sponsor of today's episode what they're doing is they're giving a $2 million pre-approval line of credit up to $2 million pre-approval line of credit for qualified buyers. And my gosh, in this competitive buying market, sellers prefer to sell to buyers who have a high likelihood of closing, right? Makes sense. Well, use this pre-approval line of credit from Fund That Flip, and that will signal to the seller that you're the real deal and you'll be able to close quickly. It's free. All you got to do is go to fundthatflip.com. You've got to qualify that you have prior experience and there's a process, but it's free and you need to go to fundthatflip.com to get the pre-approval line of credit because this is a way that's going to help your short-term rehab loan happen because you're going to get the deal for the property where you need the short-term rehab loan. Go to fundthatflip.com and get that pre-approval line of credit for up to $2 million. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the show where we cut out the fluffy stuff and we only talk about the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward. This is a daily podcast. Tune in daily. If you aren't a subscriber, then what the heck are you doing? Go subscribe right now. With us today, we've got a guest who is a fellow podcaster, a fellow multifamily investor, and a fellow really cool guy. <laughs> How are you doing, Bill Manicero? I'm doing great, Joe. How about you? I'm doing really well, and welcome to the show, and a little bit about Bill, and then he'll get into it. He is the host of, I love this name, Old Dogs REI Network, which is a blog and weekly podcast for people 50 years and older. 
He owns two duplexes, two single-family homes, and he recently acquired a 22-unit in Indianapolis, Indiana. Prior to Old Dog's REI Network, he was a missionary in Haiti, and he's been interviewed by Oprah Winfrey. CNN produced a documentary about his work in Haiti. He's based in Orange County, California, and you can say hi to him at Old dogs rei network.com you can just click the link in the show notes page and that will send you to his website with that being said bill you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now you bet my background as you mentioned uh, prior to to getting into full-time real estate here is uh as a missionary before that i had about 20 plus years on the corporate side of business and as an entrepreneur even spent a, a stint as a professional musician um, and it was really in Haiti uh, where I, f- I started investing in real estate for the first time. I think it was 2014. I received an inheritance check and I you know, was kind of confused about what to do with it. Uh, I, I was in the stock market, but the stock market was looking a little sketchy. And uh, plus, I was concerned with capital gains and so forth. And so I looked at real estate investing. So I literally hopped on a plane um, after doing some research and, and really getting myself up to par into what it meant to invest in investment property. Flew to Memphis and then flew to Atlanta. Uh, I came back home in a week with three properties and was a real estate investor. And uh, that's uh, really how it started. Uh, It was a real quick decision and primarily something to kind of diversify my portfolio, not so much as a a profession or a job, but that's how I got started. Later on, as I realized we were going to be moving back to the States, I was concerned about uh, what I was going to do. And uh, I'm 60 years old, 61, just turned 61. But at that time, I was around 58, 59. And I, and I said, gee, you know, what am I going to do? You know, I'm going to go back to work in a 95 job. Who's going to hire a guy my age? You know, and I kind of pictured myself getting in my car, putting on my blue vest and going to Walmart and, and uh, welcome people as they walk in. You know, I was getting a little concerned. And since I'd started businesses in the past, I you know started to think, well, maybe I should start a business and and maybe that could be what I'm uh, where I invest my time. And I looked at online businesses. I did a lot of different things while I was in Haiti and really kind of came full circle to, hey, you know, I've got these properties. What if I just grow that? And it was at that time uh, that I really said, you know, I'm, I'm going to set a goal for myself and I'm going to double the number of doors that I have for the next six years. And at the end of that time period, I'll have a thousand doors. Where are you at with it? And is that still your approach? Um, it's st- still my approach. Um, uh, we've got uh, right now, I, I think, 26 doors and I'm looking to, um, you know, to, to double that and each year to be able to increase it from there. So one thing to mention to the best ever listeners, I do work with Bill. We've gotten to know each other, I don't know, like it seems like about a year or so, but perhaps it hasn't been that long. So I'm familiar with this 22 unit that he closed on, but I'd love to talk about that and learn more about your experience. So can you tell us about the 22 unit and how you came across it and what do the numbers look like? Well, this was a, the first larger property that uh, I'd looked at, and uh, I was looking at uh, certain key areas, trying to find emerging markets around the country. Indianapolis uh, rose up, not as one of the, the hottest emerging markets, but a very solid, very strong rental base, a lot of good things economically. So I started looking deeper at Indianapolis properties. I found this one property that just looked 
good. It was a little older. Yeah, it was uh, you know built in like 1925, but uh, you know it it looked very solid. It was a brick building. It seemed to have the situation I was looking for because I was looking for a value add property, and uh, the management kind of neglected it. It was one of many properties owned by a family. They kind of let it run down a little bit. Um, rents were under market. It had a lot of things that just with a coming in and and uh, a minimal investment, I could see increasing the value of this property uh, pretty easily. And so I I looked at this property. I looked at other properties, kept coming back to this property. I was just kind of dragging my feet for a while. And finally, I go, okay, I'm going to make the offer. And so I put an LOI together, sent it into the broker, and he said the property's under contract. And I said, oh, no. You know, this is, it took me forever to get the courage to do this. And uh, found out I was under contract. But what I did is I contacted the broker after he had responded to my email and I said, look, if for any reason it doesn't happen, uh, put me on the list as the first guy that you've got as a backup here and I'm ready to put cash into the steel and make it happen. And that's pretty much what I did. I went in and started looking at other properties and other places. And uh, one day I got a call from him that said, hey, you know, the financing didn't come through on, on the most recent uh, potential buyers. And uh, you know, you can go ahead and, and put in your offer. So came in with my offer and uh, pretty lowballed it. But uh, you came back with a response from the seller. I think the seller it had been on the market a while. And I think they had gone through a, a few potential buyers that didn't qualify or, or just couldn't get it together. So we, uh, they accepted the offer and uh, moved forward from there. But it, the whole process from first seeing this property was at least a year in the process. How did you find the property? Um, uh, believe it or not, it was on uh, LoopNet, and I had uh, seen it when it was listed a lot more than uh, I eventually bought it for. But uh, it was on LoopNet. What was, it, it, what was it listed for? I think it was listed around four hundred and something, maybe the low fours, four twenty five, four twenty nine, something like that. And I uh, eventually got it for three hundred and fifty. Okay, so listed for four twenty five, bought it for three fifty. Did you get an appraisal? Yes, uh, I had a. Uh, well, first I had a an inspection of the property. So at at that time, when I first my first offer was uh, that was accepted was three seventy, but after the inspection, uh, the owners dropped it down to uh, twenty thousand. So the inspection actually helped me to get the price down even further. And uh, most of the things that had to be fixed were were not and there were no critical issues. But uh, uh, yeah, it was the final final price was three fifty. What type of financing did you get, and what was that like obtaining financing for the first time on a large property? Well, this was, uh, in fact, this is kind of the first experience I, I had that really started me thinking about, gee, you know, it's it's a little tougher for people in my age group, and uh, you know, especially when you don't have W two income. And uh, but I uh, a broker had told me in, in Indianapolis, Wells Fargo was really hot for this market, and you know, you should talk to this guy. Talk to the guy. He said, yes, we want, we want to do it. Part of the deal was refinancing the, uh, some other properties I had in uh, Memphis and Atlanta. And so they were going to do the whole package. They're going to do the refi. They were going to do the funding of the new building. And um, the process took forever. It was the longest drawn-out process. In, How long? How long is forever? Uh, you know, probably four months is, uh, is, you know, from the moment I, you know, called them to finally getting rejected by them at the end of the whole process. Um, 
And then that really threw me off because I was already talking to the, the, the seller. I had to immediately find another form of financing and I you know, started contacting uh, mortgage brokers. And uh, actually, it was somebody you referred me to that actually uh, led me to the, uh, the final loan that I got for the property. But uh, boy, it was a process. It was really, really tough. If you had to do it over again on the financing part, what would you have done differently? It's hard to say because I didn't suspect that these things would happen because I have really good credit scores. I thought that it would have been a breeze. But it was my lack of experience in, in multi, large multis like that, that or larger multis, that really kind of hurt me. So I would have probably gone to a mortgage broker first and laid out my situation to them and try to find out up front whether or not I was a good candidate or not. In addition to the limited experience and larger stuff, what other issues did the lenders have, if any? For some reason, they really latched on to the lack of a W-2. And so that was, that was really tough because you know, I've been a missionary in the mission field. I have 1099 income, but uh, I, I haven't had W-2 income forever. So they knew that up front. It just really surprised me at the end. It's almost like some of the questions that were coming to me at the end is they were looking for a reason not to fund this thing. Yeah. That's the feeling I got in it. And I'm going, why? You know, why don't they want to do this deal? It's not even that much money. You know? And that was another issue, too, uh, with it is that the really good loans are going to be you know, a million plus. There, there's a better tier of loans at 500,000 plus. But where I was at, you know, financing 80% or, you know, 75% of a $350,000 deal is, isn't really worth it for a lot of these guys that are looking for bigger commercial deals. What about you living in California and the property being in Indianapolis? Was that a factor at all? No, um, it, it, it really wasn't. In fact, I, that's what I would have preferred. I, I wanted to, uh, find something, one in a better market that had better potential buying in California, just wasn't even an option for me. Um, I don't think I could buy a trailer here for that amount. Um, but but uh, being out of out of the state didn't bother me because I had these other properties, and you know I've I've gone through the learning experience and the learning curve with those properties, how, things that you have to have in place, and how critical your property management team is. But I felt very confident that in that market I could, uh, you know, I, I, being away was not going to be an issue. So earlier you said that the property had rents under market and you would put some money into it, increase the rents and make sure that, you know, the property is optimized to where it should be. How long ago did you close and how's the progress been so far? May has been our first full month of, uh, you know, operation. So we're, we're in that process right now. Um, we have gone through a f very smooth transition in increasing the rents. We're, we're sort of a two-phase process over two years that uh, we're going to increase them by about 12%. So that, that part's been going pretty good. The, the slow part, unfortunately, has been sort of the rehab. And you know, that's just a combination of different factors. But uh, for the most part, we're pretty close to our, our timeline. What type of rehab are you doing on the property? Electrical needed uh, upgrading, and so we agree that we're going to do that on a, a unit by unit basis as they become available. We are going to upgrade the units. 
gas is one of the things that's covered by the owner and every stove in there is gas and but uh, tenants pay electrical so we're as we're upgrading the units we're switching out the the gas stoves with electric stoves and most of it you know there's it's a beautiful older building so some of these floors are absolutely incredible condition and they everything was carpeted when we got in there as we tore up the carpets we saw gee these floors would be so much better if we had the natural wood there Plus the turnover is is a, is a little bit easier there too instead of having to put carpet in so often and um, so we're upgrading that we're giving sort of a two tone paint uh, to it uh, uh, upgrading some of, the, some of the tiles in the bathroom and the kitchen pretty light stuff but uh, definitely makes a difference on on the property then we're doing a lot of common area rehab the hallways are very They've got this neat wood trim and so forth. They've been there probably since they built the building. And so we're trying to bring that out and uh, bring some of that retro feeling to it. They had this uh, drop tiles. Uh, the, the, the acoustic tiles are really funky looking. And uh, we replaced those with these sort of ornate antique type tiles uh, that just uh, look really nice. And uh, uh, same, as, same with the lighting too to, to bring sort of that historic feel to it. Have you looked at on a per unit basis, roughly how much you're spending on rehab? Um, we're probably around, and we're as we're getting into it, we're figuring that out. We had a budget for four thousand per unit, but I, I think we're coming in under that at this point. Um, we're also adding AC window units to their their uh, studio units. So by putting the AC in there, it really adds value to the uh, rent as well. So we're going to be doing just small little. AC units in each unit as well. And how much do you anticipate raising the rent by investing $4,000 a unit? Probably, I would say $50 per unit. When you take a look at this property, what's one thing that you wish it had that it doesn't have? Good question. I would say we, we have a, a lot of singles. We have maybe five one-bedroom. I would have loved a little better mix there, maybe half one-bedroom, half studios. But uh, on the other hand, yeah, yeah, the studios are in, in high demand. There aren't a lot of them available in that area. So that actually has ended up being a, be- a benefit for us. The uh, The other part of it is uh, you know, maybe you know something that uh, – I would probably say maybe a, a, some something that would attract a, maybe a higher level of, of tenant. You know, we're trying to upgrade uh, some of the tenants that are that are in there now. I think that's going to happen over time, especially as we we upgrade the property and and try to make it nicer, both on the exterior and interior. What's your plan for this property? It sounds like what you described earlier, where you're accumulating doors. This is a long-term buy and hold and not necessarily a five-year increase of value. Then you flip it to something larger. Is that the case? Well, I am looking at three to five years as um, within that time frame, you know, uh, and again, the economy can do anything to impact that. But within that time frame, we feel pretty confident that we could nearly double the value of this property just by doing the things that we were talking about. If in, in that time frame at three or five years, it is double, we'll either pull money out the, to put into other properties or we'll sell it outright and, and just move into, again, a, a larger 
property. So, so we're, we're pretty open. A lot's going to depend on, on how it goes. We're, we're watching every day and, and just uh, seeing what's happening in this market. It, it's located in a great area of uh, Indianapolis. So there's a, there's a redevelopment on one side. Um, and then on the other side, you've got this upscale uh, community that is uh, expanding. And so they're both moving toward this uh, uh, property. So I, I expect good things to happen there, hopefully in the next few years. And you say we, who's we? Well, uh, we is <laughs> uh, me, myself, and I, basically. No, uh, no, it's, it's whoever cares, you know, my wife, my family. <laughs> I, I think your name's even on my business plan. So you're part of the we too. Uh, uh, but, you know, it's, uh, it, yeah, it's right now, it's just a solo thing. So, you know, really, that's the, I'm the only guy that's really working on it. I mean, when I say we, it's, I, I, there's a team on the ground too Got that's, it. you know, tied into this. And my property manager is uh, very committed to, to doing this thing well as well. So there's a we, but, yep. you know, it's not a direct, you know, <laughs> we. <Makes sense. laughs> you ready for the best ever lightning round? I sure am. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. If you're looking for funding for that fix and flip of yours, then check out Rod Stanback's company. And if you recognize Rod's name, that's because he was a guest on episode 291. His company's called Flip Funding, and they do real estate loans nationwide. Take advantage of the low rates today and the excellent customer service with Rod and his team Go to flipfunding.com, that's F-L-I-P-F-U-N-D-I-N-G.com, or just simply call them at 844-354-7386, that's 844-354-7386. Best ever book you've read? The Bible. Best ever personal growth experience, and what'd you learn from it? Living in Haiti. Uh, I learned that... uh... Poverty has a face, and when the when the poor, you know, the quote unquote poor, are your friends, um, they take on a different a different meaning. And I've car- kind of carried that into the real estate arena as well. And looking at tenants is the same thing; they have a face. And uh, uh, you know, trying to approach my real estate investing from the same standpoint. How has that influenced what you've done already in real estate investing? I think a lot of it is a in, in in many cases it's just working with tenants, trying to understand their situation a little bit better. Um, there are some situations you just can't work out or work with, but um, there are times when when things are, are difficult and people need just a little bit of grace so that they can pick it up and get their life back on track. Best ever deal you've done. I'm probably looking at the the Indianapolis deal. I, I see that as being a very very strong. Um, uh, it's you know moving in the right direction. Hopefully, it will uh, come out. Uh, you know, just shine in a couple of years. Best ever way you like to give back? Well, we formed an organization called Child Hope International, and that's the group that we worked with in Haiti. That really is the focus of this goal of 1,000 units. I don't think I need the income from 1,000 units, but I know that in Haiti we do. We have orphanage there, medical clinic, school, and we have the special program where we have micro businesses, a business incubator where the kids actually learn business uh, from uh, from growing a business in itself. And so that's that's really uh, a big focus of, of our efforts. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate so far? Well, the first three properties <laughs> that I purchased uh, flying over to Haiti, I, I, I purchased through a turnkey provider that I didn't really check out real well. And uh, 
So I, there, were, there were some problems that occurred with that, and uh, one of which being that uh, found out that people in a turnkey situation can plant tenants in there that really aren't tenants that uh, you know look good on paper, and after you buy the property, they, they just magically disappear. So uh, I, I learned a lot in that process. Yeah, those the the guaranteed rent that I see uh, s- some turnkey properties have it just makes me squeamish, and I'm sure there's a way that it is legitimate, but when I see guaranteed anything in real estate, anything in real estate, I, <laughs> I usually turn and run the other way. Red flag, big red flag. Yeah. What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? Well, our, our website, uh, Old Dogs, uh, spelled D-A-W-G-S, olddogsrei.com. And, uh, you know, there they can uh, reach me. Uh, uh, they can, uh, uh, I'd also say, too, if there's anybody that uh, is interested and they would, uh, you know, want to, uh, there's a thing that I use when I an analyze properties. It's, uh, I call it the three-minute uh, rental property analyzer. If anybody is interested, they want to write to me personally, they can write to Bill at Old Dogs REI Network. And it's a quick little spreadsheet uh, process that you plug in the information and in three minutes you can have uh, an assessment of whether that property is worth pursuing any further. So I'd be happy if any of your uh, best ever listeners wanted to uh, write to me at bill at olddogsreinetwork.com and put in the subject line three minutes. And I'll send you a free copy of the three-minute rental property analyzer. Well, that's pretty cool. You, do you have that on your website too, as a uh, lead generator? Not yet. Not I yet. have to figure out all the mechanics of uh, how to do that. But I'm talking to somebody you referred me to, actually. That uh, I'm hope, hoping uh, we'll be able to do that. Cool. Well, sounds good, Bill. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your advice. Oh, you! my gosh, I didn't even <laughs> ask you that question. I got so wrapped up in this 22 unit. We got to do it. We got to do it. All right. I was like, wait a second. Well, what was his? I'm looking through my notes. I got all these 22. All right. Bill, <laughs> this is the first time ever we've formatted this way. What's your best real estate investing advice ever? Okay. It's just three points here. Okay. Do your homework, get a mentor, and do the deal. When I say do your homework... Read, read as as much as you can. Go on YouTube, get in webinars, get on podcasts, real estate investing podcasts. Just broaden your knowledge as much as you can. Another key thing, get a good mentor. It'll save you a lot of headache, won't eliminate headaches, but it'll certainly save you a lot more headaches. Um, Get yourself a good mentor. And finally, you know, don't let analysis paralysis set in. Use what you have and do the deal. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Just jump in because that is where the real education starts. Well, thank you for saving me on that. And you were just going to be silent over there, even though clearly you had some notes on that. So (laughs) I'm glad that we brought it up. And clearly my mind is still in Mexico where I I just got back from, from vacation. Thank you again for being on the show. Those three points, I believe in them. Um, I practice them myself. And the 22 unit that we were talking about, for the best ever listeners, the reason why I was asking how much you putting in to it per unit, how much are you increasing rents? Well, that's what we do. The same analysis we do on the 320 unit I closed on a couple weeks ago is the same thing because it tells us what type of opportunity there is. So Bill said it's, he's putting in $4,000 a unit to increase rents 50 bucks. So you just take $50 times that by 12 for uh, an increase of $600 total over the year and divide that by $4,000 and that's a 15% return 
on the $4,000 that he's putting into it, which is where you want to be or more. You want to be between 15 to, to 20, maybe even 25% return, uh, depending on the market, depending on your business model. So uh, thanks so much for sharing that as well as getting into details on the financial financing stuff, why lenders say no thank you and why lenders say yes, let's do this. And then the rehab that you're, you're doing on the property. Hope you have a best ever day. Congrats on the podcast. Congrats on your success and looking forward to seeing more of it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, Joe. If you're looking for funding for that fix and flip of yours, then check out Rod Stanback's company. And if you recognize Rod's name, that's because he was a guest on episode 291. His company's called Flip Funding, and they do real estate loans nationwide. Take advantage of the low rates today and the excellent customer service with Rod and his team. Go to flipfunding.com. That's F-L-I-P-F-U-N-D-I-N-G.com. Or just simply call them at 844-354-7386. That's 844-354-7386.